there. Welcome to Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, the pre-launch COVID-19 episodes. Believe it or not, this is the end of the accountability, motivation, and other naughty words epic trilogy. So this episode is part three, but I'd like to reiterate that listening and incorporating all three of these tactics really gives you power behind your parenting. If a parent lets me know that incentives aren't working, I would ask them, are you really letting go of control? If you feel like you are, it may be that you are letting your kids control bigger items like sleep schedule or cell phone use, but you're micromanaging things like how they complete their homework and when they clean their room. You are still the parent and should be making the big decisions, but sometimes letting go of those little things, especially pet peeves that drive you crazy, it's a hard habit to break. As always, though, I encourage you to make sure you account for the age of your kids in the decisions that you need to stand firm on. I also would like to give you a gentle reminder that these methods I'm discussing are likely different than how your parents handled things. This is a unique generation. You can't rely on your parents' techniques. Did your parents use yelling or intimidation? Were you given much, if any, freedom or space to make choices? Maybe you had parents that were heavy-handed while they demanded respect. As you answer these questions in your mind, can you remember how they made you feel as a kid? If you still remember, is that the kind of memory you want your kids to have of you in the future? Granted, those might have been effective ways to parent when you were a kid, But you may not have the same success as they did, even if you do use their same methods. Imagine using that approach, possibly creating long-lasting hurts in your kids, only to have those methods fail in actually improving behavior. I know it's been helpful for me to search my own parenting methods and understand who or what I was drawing from. I thought it might also benefit some of you to reflect on this as we discuss our last motivation technique in this series. Here it is. Catch your kids being good and praise them. This is known as positive reinforcement in behavior psychology circles, but in that context, it has very broad implications. Since my suggestion here is very specific, parent-child focused, I prefer the term positive acknowledgement from us, the parents. I think we all know in the back of our brain somewhere that we should do this. I, for one, am an expert at forgetting this critical rule. It's too bad because one of my daughters responds so well to positive acknowledgement. In fact, if I'm really on my game and being proactive, I can head off almost any issue. For kids with this type of personality, it is critical for you to develop and keep up the habit of complimenting them when they do things like obeying the first time or staying on task. When I notice my daughter acting out, it's my cue to look back and try to remember the last time I caught her being good. Sorry to say that if you have a kid who is used to getting attention for being rowdy, mouthy, disrespectful, or the like, they will continue to do that. A parent's attention, whether good or bad, is gold in the economy of a kid. They'd rather have the good, but if positive attention is few and far between, they'll mine for that bad attention every time. Yes, catching our kids being good does take energy, 
observation, and being very intentional. Welp, we're all locked in our house with a pretty flexible schedule, so maybe this would be a good time to practice these traits. Focusing on finding a positive response will take a lot of self-control on our parts as parents. When I want my kid to sit at the table and focus on schoolwork, it drives me batty to watch her writhe around in her chair, slither onto the floor, and then do a little fish-out-of-water dance. I'm holding my tongue the whole time, not commenting, not correcting, not even rewarding them with a glance or a sigh. Wait it out. If they're in the habit of getting negative attention, your patience will be tried the first few times. Leave the room if you must. Then they'll feel silly because they don't have an audience. Pay attention, though, because they'll likely get bored if they aren't getting attention from a parent or a sibling. Now, siblings can be your undoing or your best ally in this. I'll explain more in a minute. So when your kid doesn't get that attention and finally sits in their seat, that's when you genuinely praise them. You may feel a little ridiculous, but err on the side of going overboard as long as it's authentic. Now what really gets the attention of your rambunctious acting kid is when you praise their sibling for being calm, cooperative, and obedient in front of them. Boy, this speaks volumes to the one acting out. But there's something equally important. If you have one child who is very compliant, it will crush them to see their sibling acting like a crazed fish and then the next moment getting praised for doing something marginally positive. Really, it will feel so defeating to that child. So let your obedient kid in on the secret. Pull them to the side and explain that you know that they're a good listener and you plan to reward their cooperation. Tell them that you're really trying to get the other kid to behave as well as they do and prepare them that you're going to be praising the other kid a ridiculous amount. Okay, you got to word it differently, but you catch my drift. I also want to bring up that a contributing factor to the ants in the pants syndrome could be excess energy, especially since we're all cooped up like the three little pigs right now. If you force your kid into focusing, it just might become a power struggle Keep in mind that power struggles are not a long-term win for you or your kid. Now, back to the ants in the pants. Your kids just might need some outdoor play, a change in activity, or even a snack. Ponder these things while your kid is rolling around on the floor foaming at the mouth. If you can source back to a contributing factor, make a suggestion for all your kids to run around the house five times, maybe announce a tickle break, or pull out a snack. There are ways to do this without responding specifically to your rabid kiddo's behavior. So say you are in the category of a parent who can't remember the last time your kid ran around the house with their pants around their ankles, crashing into walls, treading on the dog's tail. Instead, maybe you have an older preteen or teen who pouts or procrastinates or holds themselves up in their room completely unresponsive. They actually need positive acknowledgement the most because they are often swept under the rug. Or maybe for you, interactions with your older kid just gets awkward. Watch them like a hawk. Not in a creepy way, more like a mother eagle mixed with Big Bird. But maybe he's creepy too. (laughs) Anyway, watch them carefully and compliment them on as many things as you can. 
Have they brushed their hair today? Did they say please at the dinner table or clean up their own dishes? Have they taken a shower in the last 48 hours? Your opinion of them is still central to their identity, even if they can't let it show. Especially now, since they're not getting as much feedback from their friends or teachers. Earlier, I compared your attention to gold, so keep in mind that you don't want to devalue it by overdoing it or praising the mundane. Kids are very perceptive, and you don't want to undermine yourself. Well, thanks for hanging in there for this three-part series, or what my friend would call the trifecta. These podcasts were quick, but hopefully a thorough discussion of motivation and accountability. My goal was to give you some tools to better manage control issues, put incentives into place, and stay on top of positively acknowledging your kid. With a little upfront work and honing in your awareness, I think you'll be surprised at how your kids respond to these techniques. I would love to hear how this works for you or how you've taken these ideas and adapted them to your kids. I meant to mention this earlier, but the current forum for discussion and leaving feedback is through the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page. There's a link through my podcast homepage. Please feel free to leave any ideas or comments on this episode or previous topics. Remember, it's just called Short and Sweet Tips on Facebook. So until next time, remember your good attitude because that's what's contagious.